1: AM 560 WFIL, it's Tim DeMoss Show, and we are very glad to bring on board Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. How you doing today?
2: Great, Tim. Thanks. It's always good to be with you.
1: Absolutely. You know, folks know that voice. If they've been waking up on the radio station <laughs> over the years, they've heard this voice before. Hey, that's the Focus guy. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> how many years have you been uh, hosting and a part of the ministry?
2: 20. This will be moving into my 11th year, so it started in 2010. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little scary. What's funny is when I'm in a grocery store or something, I'll be talking to the cashier and somebody in line will go, I know your voice for some reason. (laughs) And all of a sudden I'm thinking, "Uh uh-oh, what did I just do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's that personal information out there, right? Like, yeah, the guy
1: from Focus, he likes the eggnog and he likes chocolate M&Ms and all whatever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's kind of funny, but it's sweet. And I so appreciate everybody's support of the ministry, really.
1: Yeah. 7 a.m. each weekday morning, also 8.30 p.m., and we have some weekend editions and some also various parts of Focus's ministry like Adventures and Odyssey and The Boundless Show and all that on the weekends too. So um we wanted to have you on because everybody loves a good deal. Uh and in, <laughs> right, and right now there's this match thing, not just a tiny match, a huge match going on at Focus.
2: There is. Uh you know, every year it fluctuates. We ask our our uh donors over the years to participate in this and we've uh, been able to raise 7.4 million to this point for the match itself. So we have a 7.4 million match which means uh, when somebody gives $50 and has it matched then out of that 7.4 million 50 will be matching and so you double your gift. It's a great thing it's a wonderful way, kind of a playful way to to uh, provide more resources to the ministry.
1: It's funny you say that because when I talk about it I host in the morning between 6 and 10 and when we talk about the match, I'll say you know fifty dollars becomes a hundred, a hundred becomes two hundred, <laughs> and then I'll say something like you know three thousand nine hundred and forty-two dollars and eighteen cents becomes a lot, and, or something you know rather than do the math and um, and help people say you know what if you have it because there are folks who do have a you know larger amount and end of the year they you know sure. it,
2: it all adds up so and there's no mystery to it I mean it really is a, just a great way to spur people on to giving and those. If you think of it as those people who are providing the match, they're just saying, listen, we'd love to have our dollars doubled, too. So it kind of doubles both ways, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it really spurs on the year in giving. And it's so important, Tim, because for a lot of nonprofits, that last quarter of the calendar year really provides a majority of the budget for the year. About 50% of our budget is raised in November, December, January. So it shows you how critical the time of year is for us.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you know, it, it. Hebrews, I guess it's Hebrews 10, 24 that talks about that. Let us consider how to spur one another on to love and good deeds. And so that's...
2: That's a great application. A very yeah.
1: practical thing. So let me ask you this. Uh, folks just tuning in, Jim Daly is president of Focus on the Family, joining us and host the, the daily program you hear on WFIL each weekday. Um, do you think that people often think of Focus on the Family, the radio show, and are unaware or, or somewhat unaware of the, the gems that await In terms of other resources and other ways that focus is actually serving people besides the the on-air part.
2: Oh, without a doubt. And, you know, uh, of course, prior to the pandemic and everything shutting down, when we would have tour groups here, that is the most common statement somebody comes to the campus and says. Because they said, I had no idea. We thought it was just a radio studio. Hmm. And I had... Back in 89, when I started with Focus, I had the same impression. I came down for the interview with Dr. Dobson way back then, and I remember getting to the campus in Pomona, California at that time, and I looked around and went, wow, there's a lot more going on here than I thought. And I think for the listeners too, Tim, the best way to look at Focus is a, really a treasure trove resource center for you to tap in with any family problem, any issue, a neighbor that has an issue, you know one of the greatest things that we can do is stand in the gap for a person you know that's struggling in their marriage or struggling with a parenting issue, and so often people call and say i don 't know focus, but someone told me to call you because of this problem i 'm facing yeah. that 's a wonderful way to to actually give people help and hope
1: well, you know one of the reasons I definitely wanted to have a chat with you as we come down the home stretch and we have the, the give families hope." uh speaking of, uh, on our homepage, if folks want to help out with a contribution year-end, anything you give between now and the end of the year is doubled, WFIL.com. You can do that very easily. And again, cl- click the Give Families Hope banner. Um, I wanted to have you on because you obviously would be you know, very much involved in, in knowing about the different um, major categories, if you will, that Focus is, is, is working on. Um, you mentioned marriage, like someone struggling to marriage. You have a book out, before I forget, uh, called Marriage Done Right. Uh, right, so right. yeah, I think you I share do. share about that a little bit if you
0: would for a second.
2: Well, that was written uh, not long after the Supreme Court decision, but it, the full titles, "Marriage Done Right: One Man, One Woman." So you know, it had some controversy to it, but I think for the the broader marriage application and focus on the family, that issue is a sliver of what we deal with. For the most part. We're trying to help marriages that are not doing well, especially in the Christian community, do better. So one of the main things that we do right now is uh, intensive marriage uh, counseling called our Hope Restored effort. And at Hope Restored, it's a four-day intensive. And for the most part, these are people that are in the the last knot of their relational rope. And many of them have signed divorce papers. But a post-two-year survey that we do with every uh, attendant, we go back two years later, ask them how they're doing, and 80% of those marriages are still intact and doing much better. So I think it's one of the best things in the country, and it's run by Dr. Bob Pauls, who kind of created this uh, therapeutic approach. And it's hard. It's, it's 10 hours a day for four straight days. So 40 hours of counseling, you're wrung out as a couple, but you come away equipped With the tools you need relationally to do far better and to understand triggers and the things that set you off with each other is the most intimate relationship you have is with your spouse, obviously. So that's one area, marriage. The other one is option ultrasound, which is to me, uh, it puts a smile on my face. We are almost at the point where over the last 16 years, we've saved a half a million babies, a half a million babies. And I just think we've got the metrics down at $60 to save a baby's life. And, uh, you know, I, I just would invite everyone into that great work that's being done to place ultrasound machines into clinics, to place trainings into clinics, to help them do the best job they can do to convince a mom that life is the better, the better choice.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, host of the program you hear each weekday and many other things, too. And uh, I know uh, he even says on the site, which I like, you have husband listed as your first thing, uh, which is kind of neat, you know, not just uh, (laughs) like it's thrown in there somewhere. But that's important, obviously, to keep that whole thing in perspective. How do you do that? Because you're obviously doing so many different things to keep that perspective and make sure that you have some time with your wife and in your family.
2: You know, I've always been good with margin. I really have. Uh, I remember, to Dr. Dobson's credit, when I first got into the role, Trent and Troy, my two sons, were probably 6 and 4. They're now 18 and 20. Mm. (laughs) So... You know, he said, we're worried as a board at Focus on the Family. We're worried for your kids and for your relationship with your family. So we want to make sure you manage that well. So I always took that very seriously. And so, you know, I try to do an 8-to-5 job. And when I get home, I really don't bring the office stuff home with me. And I think my kids really appreciate what I do. They don't resent what I do. And so often pastors and Christian leaders, I mean, their children end up really resenting uh, what their dads or moms do in that regard. I remember a story that captures it, Tim, where this uh, man had written into us. He was a youth pastor. He had been out for four days up in the mountains with, hiking with a youth group. He came home, got a shower, and was heading out the door, and his four-year-old daughter said, where are you going, Daddy? He said, oh honey, I, I need to go lead young people to Christ. And this little four-year-old said to her dad, oh daddy, when are you going to lead me to Christ? probably not even realizing what she was saying, but it so convicted him that he wasn't doing the primary job of being husband and dad, that he quit his job, went to work for GM. So he had an, an eight to five job and he could be home at nights for his daughter. What an awesome sacrifice for him to, to do that. And you know, that's doing something you love ministry, but he knew that his daughter needed ministry the most.
1: Amen. That's great. I love that. It's a, it's a battle we all have to fight, but that's a uh... Yeah. Those stories stop in your tracks and help you remember, okay, they can wait, the other stuff. <laughs> I can, I
2: can. Yeah, it really can. And I, that's one of the things I often encourage pastors and, and Christian leaders. Make sure you got that margin. Try to get out of the office at 5 o'clock. And uh, make sure that your, your kids and your wife have, you know, a good portion of you and your time in the evening. Or whenever you can carve it out. Maybe come in late if you can do that. But the point being, make sure they're getting a lot of you as well.
1: Jim Daly is a president of Focus on the Family, and you again catch well, weekday morning seven o'clock on WFIL, also eight thirty each weekday evening for the radio aspect. A lot of other things going on with the ministry. Jim's touched on a couple of those, including the Hope Restored. Uh, those those conferences, like they're at certain times. It's not like you can just do it any old any old four days you no, want. No, and,
2: and you got yeah, you got a call. That's a, a marriage intake, so they've got to go through a questionnaire. These are people that need you know intensive marriage help. That okay. they're at the breaking point. And then of course the regular material. Greg and Aaron Smalley have done such a great job. They can all come to the Focus website and. You can get uh, what I would call tune-up help for your marriage, great books to read, other blogs and, and uh, video blogs that you could take a look at that point you in some good directions if you're just kind of clunky and your spark plugs aren't working the way they should. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, yes. And then you mentioned the the, uh, the work with the uh, Unborn and also just family advocacy in general. Um, and there's other aspects, too. I you know parent-child relationships are big, building up singles um, uh, and engage in the culture war. So, you know, th- those yeah. are m- very important pieces. Are, do, are any of them most difficult that you found or most uh, you got to spend the largest chunk of time on just because of how many people are affected by one versus the other?
2: Well, I, you know, I recognized early on that I could not do it all. And uh, so I was grateful for Greg Smalley to come in and take marriage on day to day. And so he can strategize, he and I can talk, he can execute The marriage uh, plan here at Focus, and he's done. He and Aaron both have done a fabulous job in lifting up marriage and helping couples. We had—I'm trying to think of the number now. I think we had 130,000 couples last year that were helped through a crisis. Something like a half a million couples said that Focus helped strengthen their marriage. So that's what people are investing in. You know, when we look at the Christian divorce rate, uh, and it's—it's not a set number, different survey, but you're somewhere between 28 and 35 percent Christian divorce rate. But I do believe that the work here at Focus, we are doing things that over the period of time, say the next five years, we will have saved probably 40,000 marriages from divorce court. That's worth investing in. And I think particularly for the uh, Christian uh, marriages, we want to see that divorce rate come way down. What if we drop down to 5%? Wouldn't that make a wonderful statement to the culture? And we can do it. Uh, It really is about equipping couples to do better in their relationship and uh, to get their own hearts right. You know, it, it, when you think of it Tim, when I look at marriage to me, marriage is about making us more Christ-like. And it's just kind of funny that the Lord brings opposites together typically. Mm-hmm. Not always, but typically opposites attract because you're trying to you're attracted to somebody who completes you. It's very spiritual uh Precept. And in that context, then you start agitating each other. And becoming more like Christ is becoming more selfless, which is at the core of Christ's character. And uh, I think it's an amazing thing that God says I'm going to bring two different people together. And what I want you to learn is how to lay your lives down for each other. (laughs) Oh, man, it's hard. Yes. And that's what we do.
1: (laughs) Our pastor, one time, a long time ago, uh, he's not with us anymore, but he's a great guy, still in touch. He said something about when he first got married he thought, I love me, now someone else can love me too. Like, <laughs> now there's twice as many people who will love me. He's like, nah, you got to learn something here.
2: <laughs> uh, that's exactly it, though. And it, it is, it's not complicated. I think uh, God's nature and us as his creation, we're, we're not as complicated as we think we are. Yeah. <laughs> it comes down to some real basic truths.
0: Yeah.
1: Jim Daly, kind enough to hang out with us for a few moments, uh, Focus on the family, again, C- uh, 7 a.m. weekday mornings, 8.30 in the evening, and right now focused on the Give Families Hope campaign a wonderful opportunity, everybody loves a good deal, and anything you can uh, put together and help out by the end of the year will be doubled uh, there 's a ceiling to it, but it 's a very high ceiling so if somebody has a, a one hundred thousand dollars they want to donate or someone 's just got <laughs> – seriously like you know they so they just uh, sold their house or their they, i 've seen people got a big inheritance and they want to do some good. Um, they can. They can do a million dollars, even. You know, so so jump on board, help out with whatever it is. I do like my mom used to say, "Many hands make light the work," and so I I personally love it when I hear of a lot of people doing ten dollars or fifty or hundred, something within normal range of most folks. Um, you know, just because they feel they'll hear the they'll probably if nothing else, hear the radio broadcast differently, knowing that they've invested in it.
2: Oh, so. no, without a doubt. I mean, that's exactly how it works. And I love, you know, when I got into the role, Tim, I just wanted to measure what we were doing. So we're able to apply a dollar handle to all of this. And I said it's $60 to save a baby's life. It's $30 to save a marriage. And then $24 helps us with our counseling and benevolent uh, resource side. So when people call that have depression, suicidal, um, all the way to I'm just struggling with my teenager. Uh, $24 helps equip a counselor to do what he or she needs to do to meet that person at their point of need. And I'd only say, too, Tim, that one of the things I've learned in this role, I did talk to a person who actually gave $100,000. He and his wife had never been involved with Focus. This was their first gift, and I called to say thank you. And he said, listen, Jim, I just expect you to run Focus effectively and efficiently so my wife and I can do ministry through it. And I went, wow, that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. Wow. I think that's God's economy. And we may be here administering the ministry, but I really do think the uh, accolades roll up to those who are supporting the ministry. They are doing ministry through focus when they give.
1: Yeah. Give Families Hope that's on our homepage, com. Jim Daly with us. Um, would you say, you referenced uh, James Dobson, of course, I think it was founded uh, back in the late 70s, uh, Focus is... 77. Ministry. Okay, right. Yeah. So, and over time, um, of course, Lord willing, things are growing and ministries are... are in their uh, sphere of influence is increasing. It feels to me, tell me if I'm wrong, that over the last, um, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, that, that it's become increasingly multifaceted because uh, the, 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 there is so much you can tackle. And I'm thinking that's also very difficult to keep because some of the stuff you're talking about, the quality of life issue, rather than... Um, you know, buying something and then you give it to somebody that you, you can check a box, you're talking about improving something, right? So,
2: well, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And you, if you look at all the social science that's pouring in, and you know, again, I think there'll be difficulty in getting this, especially in today's media and the content that we end up receiving from them. But the issue of the family is at the core of so much of the cultural difficulties that we're seeing right now. I was watching one show, and at the end of this individual interviewing a sociologist talking about the importance of fathers in a family, what fathers bring uniquely to the parenting journey, uh, the host said, you know, the the countries really come down to two types of people, those who love their dads and those who hate their dads. Mm. And that's an amazing statement because the science supports that. Dads tend to be the ones that reduce at-risk behavior in teenagers. They're just the ones, their stabilizing factor help, particularly Team boy, find his way. And uh, it's refreshing to see the aspects of the culture are beginning to understand that, that dads have a significant role. So that's what Focus does every day. We try to reinforce that importance of the two-parent family. Even though I came from a one-parent family, I get that and unfortunately we have too many kids growing up in single parent homes today You'd, and we've got to as a culture to aim higher
1: yeah and you just i not that you don't have to go into it too much but i remember one time i i think a couple of chats before a year year or two ago you did mention that i think it's important and bears repeating uh just a little bit of your background because i think people need to know there is hope there are people who have had a lot of things like they're like that all sounds great but i don't have my dad's gone long gone or all kinds of things And how God can still use that, especially when you contrast, say, your role at Focus compared with how maybe James Dobson himself grew up and how God's still using you both in amazing ways.
2: Well, no, I appreciate that. And I think God owns the entire equation. That's what I felt when Dr. Dobson tapped me to step into the role. I felt extremely inadequate. I mean, he was a Ph.D. from University of Southern California in child development I mean, academically, he was, uh, you know, above his peers and did many great things, wrote Dare to Discipline, and really established the base of focus on the family in such a, an incredible way. And then for me, I just remember the Lord settling my heart, the orphan kid. I lost my family when I was five. My dad and mom divorced, and then my mom died when I was nine. Our stepdad walked out. I was in foster care. Then I lived with my bio dad for a year. He died and I ended up junior high and high school living with my brother, who was married to his teen bride. So, I mean, it, wow. you know, in some ways, the Lord just comforted my heart and said, I've, I've given you just about every family type to live in, so you have the experiential Ph.D. Uh, mm. but, but, you know, they both have worked so well together and focus. I'm so grateful to even have the opportunity to turn my pain into that passion of ministry. And the Lord was gracious to open that door For me, and it's been the thrill of my life to lead focus on the family after Dr. Dobson, and uh, you know we just continue to help families do better. I think so much of the family is the key to a stable culture, a a a good life, if I could say it that way. God shalom, His peace Mm. in your life, Uh, a family, a stable family. Is the beginning
1: of that. Well, I want to encourage folks a couple different ways. One, to support the work of Focus on the Family just directly they can give. And we mentioned that the, every gift uh, will be doubled up until the end of the year. Just click the Give Families Hope banner at WFIL.com. There are other ways too. Just so people know to benefit. I know our family. We have uh, kids. You know, we have five children. Uh, we have uh, a wonderful young lady living with us for a little while right now. Um, and so we have actually subscribed, and we have um, mag, some of the magazines that Focus offers for different age levels. And it's so much fun to watch it come and be like, "Hey, you got mail today?" You know, because even getting mail, <laughs> right? So, and not that just never any, grows old. No, not just any mail either, right? So, um,
2: yeah, yeah it's so good. And you're right. We have the magazines for kids. Uh, Clubhouse Junior Clubhouse, and then we also have Brio for Girls, which uh, is aimed at teen girls, just to give them better ideas of self-image, etc., and, of course, their identity in Christ. And it's not flaky. I think moms and dads would be very proud to give the magazine to the teen girls, and there's good stuff in there for them. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to bring that up. And just so folks know, I can, I can only appreciate, in theory, from afar, uh, we try and do this radio show a little bit differently. We have a, a diverse list of guests. It takes a lot of work to do that. But I believe under the, under the umbrella of John 3.16 that God so loved the world. So mm-hmm. we'll have folks like yourself on who clearly love the Lord, a, a solid ministry. Folks know. We'll also have folks from a local ministry nobody knows. And we'll have people on who aren't believers at all And um, because God, died, Jesus died for them too and to try to build connections with those people. So I can only empathize and if I, tell me if I'm wrong, but I would encourage people to pray because – I would guess one of the biggest challenges the monstrosity, uh, monstrosity the, the, the 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 huge size <laughs> I'll spit it out here <laughs> of everything you're trying to be able to do um because you're trying to reach out with to all these different parts of life uh young and old and different backgrounds and but all with the truth of God cutting through the whole thing. So
2: well in the bottom line the way that we make that easy is we see a, an imaginary shingle out in front of focus whether it's through the broadcast or podcast or The magazines, all the outbound communication that we do, we just imagine the shingle that hangs outside of our front door that says help for families here. And we don't care what the problem is, what you're facing. We've been doing it for over 40 years. Nothing will shock us. No tragedy will shock us. But to be there for you, call us, 1-800-A-FAMILY. And a counselor will uh, will talk with you if it's that serious, or a resource person can help point you in a good way. That's the reason we exist, is to be there for you and your family, period.
1: Well, amen. Amen to that. And just to kind of conclude, I had two last things. One is just as the, as the year is winding down and even looking to next year, just any thoughts as you step back, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
2: Wow, <laughs> you know, here's the bottom line, especially for those that may not have a faith in Christ. When you look at 2020, what a terrible year this has been. And then we get to end it with the reminder of Jesus' birth and what God has done for us. What you said a moment ago, John three sixteen, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whomever should believe in him will be saved. And that's the essence of it. That's a paraphrase. But that's what it's getting to, and I would encourage the people... Like when I was a college student, I didn't have a vibrant faith, but I sought it out. The Lord put that desire in my heart to say, well, I better prove whether he really is who he says he is or he's not. As I was studying business books and everything else, I thought, man, it'd be stupid of me not to read the Bible if it's the book of eternity. I would give that same challenge to everyone. If your faith is not where it needs to be or you don't know the Lord at all, just take it on this should be your year that you can decide for yourself whether Jesus is who he said he is. And uh, that's what I did as a 22-year-old, and a lot of people fed into that, and I think God is open to that challenge and wa- wants to prove himself to you.
1: Anything in particular come to mind how people can pray for you at winding the year down and going <laughs> next year?
2: I so appreciate that, Tim. I think, you know, it's like Solomon just praying for wisdom to lead the ministry and do well and not be a hypocrite to live my life privately as I do publicly, and I strive to do that each and every day. And I would only encourage people that see the the fallen, those that can't get there or they've, you know, something's happened, uh, be gracious. We're all human beings. It reinforces the fact that everybody, including Christian leaders, need the grace of God and that we're not perfect people. And at the same time, uh, we know who we uh, follow and we want to do our best to make sure that he um, is not disrespected because of our poor choices. But just be gracious to those around you. And, again, decide for yourself and pray for me to continue to live in such a way that I honor God. If I can die in that, I am in a good place.
1: <laughs> you have a blog, too, right? Folks can follow some of your thoughts. Uh, you know, they don't
2: have to Absolutely. Wait.
1: Yeah? So where, yeah. where, how often does that happen? Is it just whenever you can? Or?
2: Oh, no, no, no. We try to get something out at least three to four times a week oh, okay. and uh, almost every day. Uh, without the weekends, I like to spend the weekends with the family. Good, so, but uh, yeah. but yeah, they can find that at focusonthefamily.com at the website. It's and, probably the easiest way to go.
1: Okay, focusonthefamily.com. dot com. And last thing for you, just uh, speaking on family time. I think the last time we spoke, you you referenced liking being outdoors, or I well, I am guessing in Colorado that might lend itself. Although you might want to stay indoors. But do you do you get out <laughs> in the snowmobile? I forget what was it that you like to get no, out. No, we there? have
2: we have ATVs, so we get out in the spring and the summer, and we ride in the mountains up here it's great we love it it's almost like it's you know mechanical horseback riding basically so uh we did have one breakdown on this last year troy and i so that was a bit of a haul to to tow it out but (laughs) but we have fun and it's just a great way to spend time with your kids anybody that has kids still living in the home man get outside do things with them yeah, it's a good it, thing.
1: And for Christmas for you, anything specific for you,
2: specific, you guys? <laughs> it's going to be a slow Christmas. I think we're going to be at home, probably not traveling, given everything that's going on. And yeah. Trent and Troy will be over, and, and we'll probably just spend a little small family Christmas together and have fun.
1: Okay. I like it. I like that, Jim. It's great to hear your voice again and let folks be reminded of the different things that are happening, and for your encouragement and love for the Lord coming through, uh, and all those things. It's it's evident it's not just a not just a job or not just a thing. And I'm sure to fight, fight to fight the organizational mindset. It's like no, this is about the gospel all the way through, not just getting stuff done. So, Amen.
2: Yeah, that's so true, Tim. And thanks again for the partnership with Salem and the station there. And uh, we're grateful grateful to everyone for helping us out.
1: Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day and a wonderful weekend. All right. Merry Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.